Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to the Get Lit with Becky podcast, the podcast dedicated to your development and helping you light all the way up. My name is Becky and I am business mentor, empowerment coach and founder of Get Lit Inc, the home to your business, career and personal development. And I am on a mission to help as many of you as I can shine brighter and access your fullest potential. It is time to shush that inner critic of yours, break through your limiting beliefs and self-defeating behaviours, build up your self-worth, get out of your own way and fearlessly step into your power so that you can build a life that you love and a mindset that will take you places. This podcast is for the dreamer, the believer, the go-getter and the inspired. Let's get lit. Hi Lucy. Hi Becky. Hello, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. First one was was just before we went into lockdown. We had no idea what was happening. A year and a half ago, that's crazy. We spoke a lot about negative thoughts in that one, didn't we? So if you guys haven't listened to that episode, please do. It's a really powerful episode on breaking free from negative thinking patterns. But welcome back to the podcast. Super excited. Um, my lovely Lucy here with me today. Mm-hmm. Lucy is a client of mine, but she's also one of our Get Lit Master coaches. So she is someone that you can actually work with as well through some of our courses. But today we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome, aren't we, Luce? We are. We are. We feel like it is just such a big, I mean, it's such a big topic and we're going to try and keep it as like top line and actionable for you guys as possible. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's definitely something that I see a lot amongst my clients, particularly working with coaches. You know, this it's always their first go-to, like, am I ready yet? Is it right for me? Can I do it? Is it something Mm -hmm. that you see? Well, I guess, you know what, firstly, would you like to just explain what imposter syndrome actually is? Yeah, I think to summarize, I was looking into different definitions this morning and I was thinking what encapsulates it best. And I think it's this idea of being fraudulent and this internal experience of believing that you're not as competent as other people perceive you to be. So there's almost like this dissonance between how you feel and how you think that you are being perceived that you're somehow fraud yeah you're fraudulent you're tricking people Mm. people you're not actually as good as other people think and so there's this constant underlying fear and and anxiety that you're going to somehow be found out and I'm doing these quotation marks that you can't found see it's this real found out fit it actually came back as far as um the 1970s 
two psychologists identified it as the imposter phenomenon, they called it. And they wow. found it with um, academic and high achieving women. I now um, work only with women and I see it so much in my clients that mm. they feel that they have fooled other people, that they're not really as bright as they think that they are. So it's been around a really long time. So question, like this is quite like going off on a tangent to the, like the route that I was going to go down, but you know what, this is what these podcasts <laughs> are for. So what I find really interesting is like in every different variation of that definition, it was really closely linked to what other people think of them. So yes. how closely, like, would you say that imposter syndrome is like just a definition that we've like come up with for a version of a fear? Like how linked is it to fear? I think it's really fear-based. It's, it's this yeah. constant fear. It's this underlying anxiety that you're somehow going to be found out to not be as good as maybe other thing people think that you are. I think it's most easy when we're talking about this to think about it in the workplace, because I think that's yeah. probably where it's most prominent for females. But mm -hmm. I see yeah. it in my, I work with these amazing um, women as clients who like on paper, you're like, oh my gosh, they are powerhouses and if you saw them walking down the street or in their office or presenting you think wow they're incredible they're at the top of their game and they are riddled with fear with self-doubt that they're not as good as other think uh, other people and their colleagues think they actually are they are terrified of public speaking in case they get they say something silly they get found out you know it, it's it's this real it's this real underlying fear of exposure, exposure of being a fraud, despite objectively having it all. It's, that's why it's such a psychological phenomenon because we could look at their CVs, we could look at what they've been able to achieve. And yet underlying that all is a fear that they're not good enough and that somehow they're gonna be found out. And But like, what I find really interesting still is it's still defined by like other people, isn't it? So it's like a fear of what other people might say. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but I definitely think that actually when it boils down to whenever I work with one of these high achieving women, I'm sure it must be the same for you, is that actually if you ask them if they think they're capable, they all say that they are. I've never yet had a woman that's come to me and actually said, oh, I don't think I'm capable of doing that work. But it's, oh, I'm worried I'll get found out for not being as good as maybe everyone else mm. thinks on the outside. So it's like, is it actually a fear of their ability to be able to do it? Or do you think it is really just largely linked to what other people actually think of them? I think it's an interplay of both, Becky. I think that's really interesting. And you've had you having that experience with your clients. And I see predominantly your clients are coaches, right? And they're going... Yeah, yeah into that field but I'm thinking of my clients and um yeah I think it, it shows up with probably a deep self-rooted belief that they're not enough that they always yeah. need to be striving to do more that underlying this all they're real high achievers they're real perfectionists no job that they do is going to be enough they can do 150 percent and they'll turn back to me and they're like oh yeah it was great but it's always a but or if we do a win like I had one on Friday from one of my clients who um got a pay rise and she was like I got a pay rise she did an incredible deal like it's amazing what she was able to achieve I can't give away um details obviously and then there was a but there was a caveat to it underneath and I was like called her out I was like scrap the caveat we don't need to do the but so I think it's a both I think it's from a, I think it's from a lack of confidence and self-esteem which plays into the imposter syndrome but there's also this massive fear of how they're going to be perceived by mm. others it's so interesting why do you think imposter syndrome is so rife 
Like, why do you think so? I mean, I don't think I've worked with a woman who hasn't got some form of imposter syndrome in some manner to do with something that they're doing. Why do you think it is so rife? Why does it happen? I think it's rife particularly, you know, in this Western world and this capitalist society, we're always striving for targets. It's really, it's really based around doing better, being better, putting ourselves into this um, competition with others, not being enough, should be doing more it comes through schooling like think of schooling and yeah. it's in, you know in some way it's a blessing if you're which I definitely wasn't the girl at the top of the class who teachers always praised and was getting all these awards but this really comes to bite you in the ass when you're yeah. when you're growing up my partner went to Oxford and he was surrounded by um women who then found it really difficult to translate or transition sorry from a place where they've always been the top at school and in college into then Oxford when actually you know there are people who are more academic than them and it really affected their mental health so I think it's pressure societal pressure I think it's capitalism I think it's his target target driven society that we're in I think it's from childhood schooling who knows what you were told by your parents if it was constantly reinforced that you're the gifted one you're the intelligent one yeah it it's nice to be called that, but that can really, really um, affect you later in life because you've set that standard for yourself. So interesting, because actually that was something that I always like got down to. I remember I was in the therapy session once and they were like, where have you got this idea that you're just not enough from? Like We were like trying to like get to the bottom of it. I was like, I don't know, because my mum always always it's like you don't even know how special you are you don't even know how gifted you are you're amazing you're this she was like well they're right there it's so much pressure for you to always be gifted and and achieve and Mm. even even what you said about um your boyfriend they're like at school I went I was at a girls school and I was really sporty and I was at the top of the class with sports and like I I just really like was always succeeding in the sports teams and stuff as captain was this went to a college which was mixed and my teacher would Mm. laugh at me all the time and like I felt so inadequate I was one of like five girls doing like loads of PE sports studies like psychology based A levels always the only girl in my class and I literally went into this absolute like oh my god who am I like I'm terrible compared to all of these other people do you think it ever really goes away because like I would definitely say like particularly when I went into writing the book I very much found myself falling into patterns of being an imposter I was like who the hell am I to be writing a book about Mm. manifesting when there's things Mm. in my life that I still haven't manifested is it something you think that we can really truly be free from or is it something what what's the key for you I think it's a really interesting question I often say this to my clients so clients come to me to um, no longer feel anxious for example I can't and I'm not going to be a coach to say that I'm going to banish you ever feeling anxiety again because that, that's like someone coming to me and, and wanting to work with me to never feel happiness again it's a feeling and I think it's similar with something with imposter syndrome I think I'd be really tentative to say that it's something that you will ever get rid of but your power as you know from my work Becky and from that previous um, podcast episode we did together is to become a master of your mind to become an aware of it that is your power that's what I fully believe psychologically is your power is that you don't just have these thoughts have these negative thoughts and then act on it you're able to observe them for what they are so call yourself out I that's that's my that's the imposter syndrome that's my critic coming up creating that distance from it and then being able to challenge and reframe it so rather than getting rid of it I'd say it's more about weakening its power 
yeah. and that's yeah. going to take time if you're telling me that's come through childhood if i'm using these other examples of these um lots of graduates who have had this from school that gives you an indication of how long it might have been around for how deeply embedded it is and yeah. how long it might therefore take to get over this isn't to like be like a, a debbie downer but i'm just no, being no, no. you know i'm being realistic there's tools it's practice i think it's really important though it's 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 a hard place to be when you're a coach or mentor to say to people like look things don't happen overnight but i think yes. more and more of us really need to be showing up and saying exactly what you said there because what people don't realize is like you just can't change a thought or a belief overnight with one statement, no. right? We've been doing this work for years and years and years. You know, there's I've been doing work on myself probably like really deep rooted work now. I would say for like 10 years, maybe like seven yeah. to 10 years. There's still so much that I haven't even like begun to explore. And I think it's really important what you say there. Um, you mentioned anxiety a lot. I know that you do, you know, you do work with a lot of clients around anxiety, panic disorders, negative thinking inclusive of the of imposter syndrome how closely do you think the two are linked like this rise in anxiety and living with or like being in a situation where you're struggling with the imposter syndrome i think they, they're connected aren't they it's an infusion yeah. what is imposter syndrome is fear-based it's fear yeah. of being found out it's fear of being exposed of being a fraud it's it's fear of you know a deep-seated fear of failure so it is an anxiety they're, they're anxious thoughts yeah. and this this um podcast episode and talking about imposter syndrome like syndrome itself sounds really like pathological yeah. there's no yeah. there's no diagnosis for this this again is just more of an awareness of actually can we call it something because when you call it something there's your power so i think that they are they're massively interlinked it's it's a, a fear-based phenomena so it has to be linked to anxiety and of course if you're if you've got more of an anxious disposition um you're probably more susceptible to yeah. feeling imposter syndrome so I know like there are obviously so many different ways in which we can kind of look to overcome imposter syndrome, but you obviously mentioned there the awareness. I'm a really big fan of with all things in life. I think the moment you become aware of certain things, even if it's an aha moment of like, oh my God, that's why I behave that way in certain situations, because that happened when I was a kid. Like I've always found such power in awareness. Do you think that is probably one of the most powerful tools to help you learn to really overcome and disassociate yourself from this this imposter syndrome absolutely how can you know what needs changing if you're not aware of it in the first place yeah. it's it's the, it's the absolute first step to even knowing it's a thing like it's incredible when I talk to my clients and they haven't ever had that awareness before that they even have an inner critical voice. Like yeah. I, this is with coaches well, they're like, oh my God, like I do this exercise to identify an inner critic and they're like, oh my gosh, that's actually a thing. Like it's yeah. amazing. And that's so powerful. They just believe that it's just their, you know how we have that inner monologue, that, that constant self-talk that it's them. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And it's similar with the imposter syndrome, the imposter syndrome, the power is, externalizing it and making it into something into its own entity so then you can label it so similar with your book Becky and that coming up you that imposter syndrome you knew it was that so it yeah. didn't stop you from yeah. saying yes and it's same with me I've had really exciting opportunities recently doing a workshop for Oxford Uni I've been on the BBC twice I've now got a publication coming out in a dream magazine each time and I expected it it came up like who are you who yeah. are you 
to do that. Who are you to do that? But I'm aware of it. So I sit with it. I explore it. I'm like, come on then, bring it up. What's the fear here? I create that space. I can reframe it. I can do my practices to help me to then move forward with it. So it's going to be around for that awareness that it's even a thing is going to allow you to detach from it. So someone's at home sitting now and they're like, you know, they're used to feeling maybe anxious, maybe feeling like, do you think the majority of people don't even know that this, they, that it's the imposter syndrome? Yeah. yeah. So what, how I can am, they like so, identify that that is going on for them? What kind so, of thoughts so I do you someone have? Oh, fabulous. Yes, I've made you, yes. So for your ever, audience. ever organized, my little Lucy is. <laughs> Strap on in, listener, because I'm about to go through a checklist and let's see how many you can tick. So my question for, for myself was actually, how does it show up? So I put yeah. together some ideas. This is just a few of how it might show up. So okay. number one, here we go. You feel like you got lucky when you actually prepared Whoa. well and worked hard for something. Yes. If it resonates with you as oh, well. Oh, I must have just okay. got lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So got, wow. it's a lucky thing, it's a luck. You find it hard, and I see it so much, my clients, you find it hard to receive and accept praise. That inner Ooh. critter, that negative, that negative self-talk just counters it automatically. You can't feel and accept that praise. You discredit it. Yeah. Do you think that's a yeah. society thing of like really not wanting to own your greatness? Yeah, I think I think that's and especially as women, I've got this as another one that's coming down. You know, we don't ever want to seem obnoxious, arrogant yeah. for being confident. Yeah. Um, so of course that's going to be an interplay there. That's the next one is you hold yourself back from opportunities, from the promotion. And there's there's so much interesting um, research here. I look a lot into female leadership and kind of bridging that gap, especially in um, very high power positions. And men will go for promotions when they're underqualified. Women will wait until they are overqualified oh to then go goodness. for those promotions. It's, I, such an, it's so interesting. Honestly, so spot on. Like. I, we see it in the work that we do when we do any of the courses with any of these coaches, right? I, I see women who will qualify for five years but, and then go and do another qualification and then go and do another qualification yes. before, before they even think about like stepping out to act and take on even yes. a practice client because they, they feel like they have to prove themselves to the world. And I'm like, I'm all here for qualifications. I think it's really important. I think this industry should become more and more regulated, but that, that, sometimes your qualifications don't always equal your, equal your greatness. I, I don't personally believe some, sometimes in some occasions. So that's really interesting. Why do you think that is the difference between men and women? Why do you think men don't have as it's much? Confidence. I think it's a, mm. it's, it's the confidence. It's the gap It's you know, it's the patriarchy. It's the yeah. history of, you know, there's so it's, much. Yeah um so that's involved we look at a boardroom I mean I'm not sure it's going to be particularly diverse it's, it's yeah. so multifaceted and it's interesting what you say with the coaches I think um absolutely they gain qualifications but again with that imposter syndrome I think the fear there is if they took on a client and then got called out by the client yeah. for not being qualified enough and this was a yeah. really deep-seated fear of one of my coaching clients at the moment and it happened as the universe always does we always bring in the spiritual with the psychological yeah, and the wow. evidence-based um, she got called out last week by a client who said to her, um, how many years have you actually been doing this? 
And that before would have absolutely floored her. She held her own and she was like five years, you know, doing this, 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 like she's more than qualified. So I think that's where that fear comes out against being found out, being found out that you're not qualified enough. But also not even um, like, how long have you been doing this? What I see a lot is like, what you know, whenever people start, they're like, I want to make sure that like, you know, people know it's their responsibility to get the results. Like as a coach and as a mentor, you're you're saying to people, I'm going to help you go from here to here, from A to B. Of course, there's that element of like, can I really do that? Can I really get those results mm. that I promised someone? And for mm. me, I'm always like, well, if you think you can't, then you won't. But if you believe that mm. you can, then you will. That's kind of the way I show up. I'm loving this list. Okay, give me some more. Give me some more. You apologize for yourself. You didn't actually do anything wrong. So very yes. like apologetic behavior. Um, yeah. You talk yourself down a lot. I put on yeah. after that. Yeah. So negative chatter luck. is a big yes. part of the imposter syndrome, right? Massive massive part um you hold yourself to incredibly sometimes impossibly high standards so your standards are always super 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 high Mm. you find the fear of failure absolutely paralyzing this is what really you know this is another one that we like to think um of like core beliefs what are the beliefs right below this imposter syndrome and it's going to be that fear of failure is no just no won't be able to this is the biggest one isn't it and i think i just think like on that note, like, what would you say to someone who was afraid of failing, afraid of going for something and then afraid of the failure that might come with it? Like, what would your advice be to that person who's in that position right now? If they're sitting there going, oh my God, that's me. I'm so scared of failure. Yeah. We'd have to, I think with um, what I've learned over the years with anxiety is um, that we typically will overestimate the risk and underestimate our ability to cope so yeah. if that was my client i'd really explore actually firstly what would failure mean yeah 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 <laughs> then, yeah what would it mean to fail what would that mean to fail and then also we just really, what would it mean yeah. for you to fail because i think our yes. definitions of failure are all so different oh absolutely it's always tailorized to individuals and what what does failure mean for that person what does that mean and yeah. we're really sit with that and we'll think about actually, can we see this from different perspectives? Can we loosen this thought? Can we think about actually, if that did happen, how likely is it to happen? So start to challenge it, that worst case scenario thinking, that catastrophizing and really focusing on actually, how would you be able to cope? How would you, so you can feel that security. If that did happen, how would you be able to cope? And what would it really say about you? Would it really mean that you're a failure? Are you actually going to think about this in a week's time, a month's time, a year's time? So we really try to, I like shine a spotlight on what the failure is. Think, you know, historically, where's that come from? What would that mean for the client? Actually, is there some beauty in failing? Is it actually going to be a really useful lesson that yeah. something might not go right and you can cope? Is that going to help you weaken that perfectionism? So yeah. there's so I much when you always like, it's always the catastrophizing, isn't it? And then you break, like for me, believing in my capacity to cope, but also the what's the worst case scenario was the was the exact question I asked myself about a week before I handed in my notice at my corporate job. Yeah. It was, I was like, what is my worst case scenario? Oh, living with my mum. And then like, I know I'll get another job again. Like, like having those thoughts of, oh, it's hard to get jobs these days. And like, it's, it's not, if you've got the skill set and you've done it, like obviously it, it isn't easy for everyone to get jobs, but 
I'm going to be bold and say like, you know, if you came from a job, you, you, you probably go back into it. It was a really big thing for me that my mm. also challenging my ability to be able to cope. And I do think also like, imagine like you and I both launched a course, right? And your version of failure was eight people signing up. But my version of failure was 10 people, no, no, like less than 10 people signing up. And you got eight people signing up and I got eight people signing up. You've had success and I've had failure, but we both yes. just, it, and then we've both got the same thing, but our levels of, so I always just say like, it's, it's us that's placing this limit on what failure even is. Like we're the ones that are whipping ourselves with a stick saying, hey, that's failure. Like nobody else is even watching or has a different no. version of it. Absolutely. It's so subjective. It's so interesting. And that would be like an example that I'd bring in that allows the yeah. flexibility yeah. of thought, doesn't it? Um, yeah. which is always what this is about. It's about loosening these core beliefs and helping you to think differently, to think yes. differently, to choose again, to not always choose to listen to this negative self-talk that's going to keep you stuck, keep you small and keep you feeling anxious. Um, yeah. Do you want a couple more? I want more. I like these. <laughs> Good. You minimize your success. I think I might've just said, or if not, you minimize your success. You downplay it. That's the but yeah. that I mentioned earlier. I did this, but... You know, yeah. I wrote a book on manifesting, but, but um, this is all. Yeah. 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 Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I said this before you avoid expressing confidence because you think people will see it as arrogant or like this is overcompensating. I think mm. th and this, is this is patriarchy stuff, isn't it? And not that I love to like go into town on patriarchy or like, you know, something I feel really strongly about, but like, I definitely, this is the biggie, isn't it? People are really scared to be confident because even, even those of us that are aware of this confidence and, you know, a bit like want women to shine. I found myself in positions before where I've seen a woman be bold, confident, not care what anyone thinks of her. And I've been like, are you okay, hon? Like I, I am, my whole career is based on lifting women up and telling them to shine. And even I found myself in situations and I said, my initial go-to is, gee, she's, she's really going for it, isn't she? And then you have to like stop yourself yeah. and be like, this is exactly why, this is exactly why. Yes. yes, I always, I love it when I'm triggered by other women because yeah. it often is reflecting back to me a wound that needs to be healed. Yeah. So I follow triggering women on purpose um, because they usually are more outspoken, you know, fear of mine with the imposter syndrome, getting found yeah. out, not being professional enough. That's all my NHS wounds. Uh, so yeah. I follow women that aren't, who like, who like show nudity on their Instagram stories. I'm like, it's triggering me, but in a really good way. Cause I'm like, this is yeah. actually really empowering. So I think this is a big one. This is, this is why on Instagram every Friday, I do Friday wins on my stories. And it's really for that because I know these women are sitting in my audience and I'm like, come on then. Rather yeah. than it's finishing on Friday and thinking about what we haven't achieved this week and what we've got to carry on till Monday, let's sit back and let's share your wins. And I've been doing that for months and people are loving it. Yeah. 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 Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create Podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, make, bitches. make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Uh, I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both up. <laughs> for the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm so let's glad go. no one can see me right now because I'm doing, I was doing some weird dance moves. Yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You? The Wellbeing Podcast. I just became a lot more productive and happier. Mm. And for me, like, that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, Music in My Life, and How Are You? Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. You find it difficult to speak up and suggest ideas in case you look foolish or you're going to silence yourself. Yeah. Even if you have the answers, I hear this with my client. She's like, I know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you're yeah. in school. It's like literally when you're back at school and you kind of know the answer. You don't yeah. want to raise your hand and tell the teacher that you exactly. know. You don't want to be a know-it-all or you don't want to get it wrong in case. Like, it's exactly. so true. Exactly. So this is how it all follows us. It all trickles on from school, especially if like us went to yeah. all schools. Um, Oof, what yeah. you do is never enough. You could have always done better. So it's never yeah. going to be enough. Uh, you have a lot of fear around. So like with my clients, I, I work with them, especially in the morning, opening up their emails, there's a fear. There's a fear that maybe they've got an email that they've done something wrong. They've been called out. Wow. And when we always, when we explore that, you know, what's actually, if we go further than that, what's more deep seated, it's the fear of being fired. It's the fear of not being good enough. It's the fear of getting found out that they're not good enough for their job. Um, I see it in men in my life as well. So it's a real, as we said before, that real fear base. Yeah. Underlying this. Yeah. Comparisonitis, we know, is going to really not help with imposter syndrome. So in comparing yourself to others, undervaluing them, uh, undervaluing yourself against them. I had a really interesting conversation with my sister about comparison the other day, because it's like, you're never really... You know, she was like, I was like editing the rest of my book and she was like, how magic is this? And I was like, I think what's weird is like five years ago, if you told me I would be doing this, I would literally be like, oh my God, like, wow, dream come true. And I, I am, I am like, wow, dream come true. But it's like, when you when you level up into certain places, it's almost like you're then faced with a whole new set of comparison. So now my comparison is, oh, of all the other authors that have released books that yes. I know that are in my field of work and have yes. gone into the bestsellers. And if I don't, yes. then was my book not as good? Like, you like find yourself new parameters of comparison depending on the level that you go to and that's why when you say about the awareness work it's like, I guess it's so key isn't it because it's like you're going to get faced with those thoughts always but it's knowing how yes. to fully overcome them absolutely and on moving t- towards that you know we are we touch on strategies my 
the thing that I would say to you, I said to a, a, a friend who's a coach recently, I told her, I said, look back. Yeah. Look back. Look back and think about like you did and really sit in that energy, Becky, of, oh my gosh, how that, because I've known you for years. If I told you years ago, you know, when you hadn't even touched this bill that you're going to be writing a book, you'd have been like, oh, shut up this. Like, it's amazing. So I think it's so important. The truth is, the truth is in my heart, I always knew, but I wouldn't dare Uh, tell it. And I think that that's what happens here with a lot of women is in their hearts or in their souls, they know that there's something out there or here for them, but it's the imposter syndrome that stops them from going for it, telling people, reveling in the success when they're there. Absolutely. And we're seeing it now, aren't we? If we think of our KCC cohort and the coaches that uh, we're coaching to be coaches, and we're coaching them again. (laughs) it's you know coaches, real to, coaches. coaches <laughs> to coach coaches who are super coaches um but we see you know a real fear here is them not telling people that they're even yeah, on yeah, this yeah. course or that this is what they're going to be doing this is the direction that they're moving in why because they're fear of the judgment from others that people are going to call them out who are you that's always what comes to me who are yeah, you to coach you? that's imposter syndrome who are you what's so interesting yeah. is like some of the girls did their i am proud videos so in the kcc on like week eight we we asked the girls to send some videos in of them being proud and this is about the time they all start to tell people and i have yet to meet one woman in all of my line of work they always come in that like, can't tell people that i work with can't tell people in the like that i the current work situation can't tell my family and i've never ever ever come across a woman who has told anyone and it hasn't been received well like mm. people are always genuinely like so excited and happy for them mm. or they give them a job or they ask them to work for someone but i definitely think that there's obviously this world out there where there are some people who are afraid to go for their own dreams and therefore they place their insecurities and withouts on your decision to step out so whenever I look back at people who ever have had anything to say about my journey or what I am doing I always look and those people I can always are always unhappy in what they're doing or in like two Mm -hmm. years time they're doing what I'm doing and I'm like ah that's why you were quite hard on me because it was Mm -hmm. it it triggered you in a space where you weren't stepping out into your light and I think it's a really powerful thing as a woman when you can own like what you said where you follow people that trigger you I think it's really powerful to take that responsibility and go I'm being triggered by her right now why am I being triggered by like by her what can I do what am I not doing and what can I do to to like eradicate that it's really powerful yeah I think it's from yeah it's it always that that method for me always showcases I mean obviously I've done so much personal development work as well it's like ah cool this is showing me what what still needs to be healed what still needs to be healed because it is it's projection we just project onto others what we actually are feeling insecure about it's the person potentially you know who's in their nine to five who had that dream had that hustle and didn't chase it and then we're doing it and rather than being inspired our our first reaction tends to be project yeah project anger bring them back down yeah very, very true. So in terms of strategies, you mentioned awareness a bit. What other key tools would you, uh, and I know you're going to be doing a workshop on this. So guys, if you are listening, make sure you are following Lucy because she's going to be doing a workshop on imposter syndrome and breaking free from it and anxiety and thoughts and all of that juicy, juicy stuff. But mm-hmm. you were to give top line strategies for someone who was like, okay, yeah, this is me. Everything Lucy's just said is me. So I've got my awareness now. How can they start to bring that awareness into their everyday life? Like what, how is it now a case of they'll catch themselves when they're doing it? Um, do they need to be really aware of when they usually tend to like self-doubt or look back at times mm. that they have self-doubted and then look at 
why mm. and what happened what's how can mm. someone bring that awareness into their everyday life I think to, to just start off with if you've um, followed this podcast episode I'd bring out a journal if journal is not your thing get your notes up out on your phone and detail it's fresh in your mind what came up for you did any of this resonate with you what did resonate with you when I went through how it's showing up which ones um, made you go oh God, that's me. So let's start while it's fresh in your mind, actually reflecting on this podcast episode and what it's meant for you and how it's resonated with you. From then, then you start to build that awareness. You start to become your own psychologist. You're like, okay, this is how it's yeah. showing up in my life. Then we're building in the awareness. Life. We can make, yeah. yes, we can start to write down what the sort of things that you say to yourself. If it's most, um, if th- this is most, common in your place of work okay well that's when we really need to tune in and think about what's coming up for you and just start to notice now when these negative thoughts are coming up and you want to catch them yeah you want to catch them you maybe even want to write it down in your journal what was the thought or write down your notes what was the thought because our thoughts repeated so every day they're 90 percent of the thoughts repeated from the day before so they're yeah. going to come off again yeah. um so so start to make a list of it and then you start to really build your awareness okay what are these things that i'm usually usually saying to myself and once you've done that you're catching yourself from spiraling that's a really really good yeah. first start and then you can start to once you're catching them reframe that that might be if it's too much to like flip it on its head which it can be to start with the first thing you can do is write or say to yourself like a mantra I choose not to listen to this thought I choose not to I choose again so I choose to move forward to send that email I choose to believe in myself I think I choose again was one of the most powerful mantras I used at the beginning very early on as I was starting to do this work I choose again I see another way now my mantras are a lot more like the things that I want rather than the things that I don't want but I think at the beginning that I choose again was one of the most powerful and for anyone who is listening like if you really are like oh I'm just not sure about speaking out loud with these affirmations these mantras like I cannot even express and I'm sure you'll back me up loose like how powerful mantras are why why from a psychological perspective what is it about mantras like because I think people think it's a spiritual thing and whilst it absolutely is like you know there's a there's an energy element to it what is it from the psychological perspective that makes these mantras and these affirmations actually like help you reframe. It's it's it, and it's my perfect blend, isn't it? This is so. If, yeah. you, if you've worked with me or interested in working with me, I'm I'm so the blend of the spiritual with the evidence based, and it's the yeah. perfect example. So spiritual, absolutely energetical work, evidence based. If you you know the neuroscience, you're rewiring your brain. Yeah. You're rewiring the way that you speak to yourself. And I preach this. It's like with all my work. It's not just you sending your Friday wins to me it's not just you reading my Monday mantras there's deep rooted like strategy and magic behind it it's going to help you change the way that you think if you've grown up thinking one way that shows you in repeating the same thoughts to yourself over and over again how that can then become your reality so you're absolutely shifting that before this podcast I've written down affirmations I do it before anything like this. You know, I, I'm constantly doing this work on myself. This is a beautiful trigger for imposter syndrome. How, how ironic. <laughs> imposter syndrome. <laughs> We're talking about imposter syndrome, but it doesn't creep from, you know, I'm so excited this podcast, but I make sure that I do, you know, my, my, my limiting beliefs are all around my capabilities. So I've written down, I have all the knowledge that I need inside me. I have all the wisdom. I'm sitting yeah. in my expert seat. So this 
this is the sort of thing that you can start to be doing. So, so if there was three things maybe to walk away from today, so I don't give you them all right now, and you can come and really learn about this much more deeply and be in this, this container with me, mm. with um, the workshop that I'll be doing, it would be journaling on yeah. this, journal on this, think about how it relates to you. Then I would do the choosing again, catching those thoughts. Yeah. And then I'd be doing your wins. So at the end of every day, can we write down one win, something you are proud of yourself for from today? Let's start to build up that relationship with yourself, like you're your own cheerleader and yeah. not your own critic. Yeah, love that. Also, I want to, I just want to finish on something to get the listeners to kind of like leave them with a thought, but I was really hoping you'd say something that like led me to be able to say this, but you said something about like, you not like you talked yourself into like, this is this, this is an imposter syndrome moment for you, like doing a podcast, right? We, we all find ourselves in imposter syndrome, but you said it doesn't, I allowed it not to cripple me because mm. this is you and your expert seat. You know what you're mm. saying. You know what to do. There's, there's a, there's an element of fact here. Like you are a skilled, experienced, you know, the, the wisdom that you have, the experience that you have both with working with women, the qualifications, the years that you've been in this industry, Industry, yet you are obviously still in question when you come to doing something big right come to stepping out do you think there's something to be said about the imposter where you find yourself feeling like an imposter is somewhere great to go because it yes. allows you to step out so like yes yes <laughs> that's a rubbish answer as an interview isn't it yes the Oxford Uni workshop was the best thing that could have, I welcomed it. I was terrified, but I welcomed it. If I could conquer this, the girl that was told at school that she'd never go to a red brick uni, why was she even looking at Exeter Uni? Why, you know, those limiting beliefs have been around me forever, despite working with the best professors at the best hospitals. It was still around. I was like, if I conquer this, there's nothing really more that's going to frighten yeah. me because I was against all the Oxbridge law. I'm now going out with an Oxbridge um, graduate. If I can then do a workshop for them. So I was triggered. The imposter syndrome was rife. And I was like, no, this is great. This is a, yeah. and that's the difference. So rather than crippling me, I saw it. I was like, this for me showcases. This is something I absolutely need yeah. to do. Yep. And, if, and for me, it's literally like everything in life with like the energy and the way that you look at things, right? You can look at things as a problem, a challenge, a fear, an unknown. We can look at things as what is the possibility here? What is the greatness here? What could come out of this? And for me on a personal level, like everything that I have ever done great in my life required me to become an imposter. And I honestly believe like if we aren't being an imposter, then we aren't scratching at the surface of what we're capable of achieving. Like, and so now for me, like, and I was like hoping we'd try to like, you know, get that into this podcast. But like you've said a few times, it's great things that you do. So instead of maybe being afraid of when the imposter syndrome comes up or where you're not maybe shining so bright, can we maybe look at it from a perspective of like, yeah, it's bloody scary. But greatness is on the other side of it or greatness yes. is right within it. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is your opportunity for greatness. This is you being shown an opportunity to level up again. Yeah. Embrace the fear. Yeah. And it's not like, this is not, these are not quick fixes. Remember that caveat, but you can do it. You can get that yeah. with this practice, yeah. coming to the workshop, doing this work, you, you will get there. It doesn't mean that the, the fear suddenly goes, you just know how to manage the fear yeah. ahead of things that yeah. they're going to bring out this imposter syndrome yeah, and you'll learn done. how to, 
It never goes, but you weaken it. This is what I've said. It will weaken and weaken and weaken and you will have control over it rather than it having control over you. Love that. Boom. I'm going to finish on that. (laughs) You can have control over it rather than it can have control over you. Lucy, thank you so much. For anyone who does want to work with you guys, by the way, Lucy, as I said, she's one of our master coaches and I have seen the transformations that she brings to her to her work the the level of transformation she's able to create amongst a client and the work that you do is absolutely phenomenal if any of you guys have been looking for a coach like I couldn't I couldn't recommend and I wouldn't recommend anyone more than Luce. She's absolutely phenomenal at her job. And you are, you're the perfect blend of, you know, the psychological evidence-based, like NHS profession, years and years and years of work with that blend of coaching and spirituality and understanding how important our energetics are. And I think that that is very few and far between these days. You're either one or the other. And it's, it's really important to have them both backed up together. So you're phenomenal. But I, if you do just want to finish and share with my audience, how people can reach to you, reach out to you, work with you, what's coming up for you, how they can get involved in the coming months. Got some exciting things coming. Absolutely. So I'm most lively on Instagram. So you can follow me at Lucy Spicer underscore and you can come over and now share your Friday wins with me after listening Woo! to this. Um, my website is lucyspicer.com. I have my own practice on there. Yes. So as well as me, you can work with my accredited, incredible uh, coach, Rachel, who is beautifully skilled as well. She's another psychological coach and there'll be more um, team members coming. I've got the masterclass coming. Does someone say group coaching coming? Yes. Um, around September time. So there is so there's a plethora of ways of working with me that I will be building and building uh, with the support of Becky as my wonderful business coach. Oh, you angel. No, and I definitely would say for anyone who is listening, like, there's so much to be said about attending workshops and, in, and indulging in group coaching programs. So if you really are living with like fear, anxiety, negative thoughts, like for me, I do think it's really important to work with someone one-to-one, particularly at those earlier stages when you're really trying, like I have a one-to-one coach. I've always had a coach. I'm always changing them. And I just think obviously like if you guys are also interested, make sure you check out Lucy Spice practice and obviously Lucy and one of her coaches as well, Rachel, she's fab, but um there is something to be said about like a lot of this work is really also great to do with someone guiding you along the way and really getting to the bottom of where those beliefs actually come from, isn't it? Absolutely. I always say to clients who come to discovery calls that have done this work before, if you're getting, um, wins you're getting transformations from listening to becky's amazing podcast from following someone on instagram from reading a book think of the transformation you will make when you're then working one-to-one with a coach like that gives you a measure if you're if you're noticing a difference in that way from accessing coaches free material resources workshops think of the transformation then you're you'll make when you do like the real real deal and work one-to-one with a coach yeah powerful stuff all right lucy well thank you so much you're a gem thank you so much always an amazing conversation i really hope that's given you guys some food for thought and let's start leaning into this imposter more because greatness waits the other side for you thank you so much lucy thank you thank you You have been listening to the Get Lit with Becky Rabin podcast, the place to be to build a life that you love and a mindset that will take you places. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you liked this episode, please don't forget to like, share and review us so that we can keep spreading this light and help more women light up together. Every time you share on your socials or with a friend, you help another person find us and help us spread that light 
further. If you are a regular around here, don't forget to click subscribe or follow. Add us to your libraries so that you can be notified of all of our latest episodes. And don't forget to also check out all that we have to offer at www.getlitinc.co.uk. That is www.getlitinc.co.uk to help you drop self-doubt and truly step into your greatness. From our group coaching programs, workshops, courses, memberships, and our very own Get Lit Community Coaches, as well as tons of free resources aimed to help you excel in your personal lives, entrepreneurial journeys, and in your careers, we have absolutely everything for you. And if you are looking for a coach that is right for you, then don't forget to head to our expert directory, that is getlitinc.co.uk forward slash expert hyphen directory and you can see our incredible directory of approved coaches ready and raring to support you on your growth journey you know what time it is it is time to step into your power raise your vibration and get lit mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.